freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches it's critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome, one and all. You are listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website is whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website, of course, oraclebroadcasting.com. Today is Sunday, January 29th, 2012. We have a good show lined up for you here today. We're going to be continuing our ongoing solution-oriented approaches to the problems that humanity faces in consciousness. And today we're going to be getting into one of our great grassroots solutions for real, positive, and empowering change, namely changing our diet for the better, something that is within all of our control still and is within reach for each and every one of us if we only apply a little bit of willpower and it's very synchromistic that today's show would be show number 93 and we're talking about something that does require willpower to do which is to change one's diet change the quality of the food intake that we put into our own body and as a result change the quality of our mind, of our thoughts, and therefore change the quality of our behaviors, our actions toward others in this world. So today on What on Earth is Happening, the kind of food that we should be taking into ourselves and the purity that we should uh, be taking in as a result of what we eat because we already went through all of the problems with food. We're not going to be dwelling on all of that. Okay, We talked about how dangerous some of the poisonous food that's out there is. We talked about artificial sweeteners. We got into uh, additives in food. We got into chemical pesticides and, and uh, things that are used to make soil turn over faster than nature actually allows and therefore depletes the nutrient density of the food. We talked about the problems. We're going to get into what we should be doing with our diet now, the positive approaches. So that's coming up on the show. I do have a couple of really quick announcements. I was interviewed by Henrik Palmgren of Red Ice Creations this past week. Uh, on, I believe it was Wednesday. So um, 
uh, Henrik is working on editing the interview. He's going to uh, be putting this up on the Red Ice Creations website probably by the middle of this week sometime. So look for that on redicecreations.com. I did a two-hour interview with Henrik Palmgren, and that should be posted to the Red Ice Creations uh, website uh, in, by the middle of this week, either uh, Wednesday or Thursday. So uh, keep an eye out for that. I want to thank everybody who attended the uh, Truth, Freedom, Prosperity monthly documentary screening and discussion evening this past Wednesday. Uh, we showed the film I Am Fishhead, and it was very successful. Uh, thanks, everyone, to coming out. Uh, the next one will be coming up on the last, uh, thir- the last Wednesday night of February. The film hasn't been announced yet, but I'll be announcing that when uh, we make the decision as to what film will be shown. So, everyone, stick around. Changing our diet and how that's completely within our power coming up on this edition of What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back, folks. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everyone. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about the powerful and positive potential of what we put into our body physically. And that means food and water. We're going to be starting with food and then we're going to be getting into water later in the show and how important that is is to maintain the optimum purity of the drinking water that we take into our body. I'm also going to be getting into juicing a little bit and how that's the water that nature itself distills and how we can tap into that potential. Now, um, next week, I hope to have a special guest on the show uh, who is a water purification expert. Um, If he cannot do it next week, maybe the week after that. And we're going to talk about methodologies for water filtration and purification. So that should be a very interesting show coming up. Um, But let's begin uh, by, let me direct everyone to go to the What on Earth is Happening website, to the radio show page. Okay, if you click on the radio show tab, underneath the player, you'll see some images uh, for today's show. Um, You can follow along with the concepts that I'll be talking about with this little mini slideshow there on the What on Earth is Happening radio show page. Um, There are some things that are not up there right now that I may add uh, and tack on to that image set. I do have a document that I'm going to be referring to regarding uh, alkaline forming versus uh, acid forming foods. And this chart is very, very informative and it's critical for people to know what food forms alkalinity in the body versus what foods form acidity in the body because we want to maintain an alkaline pH. That's the key to offsetting disease. That's the key to staying in an optimum state of health. We want our uh, blood pH to be alkaline. We don't want it to fall into the acidity uh, range, which is when Uh, diseases are capable of growing and and festering within the human body. Our alkalinity of the human blood should be uh, over 7.3. 7.35 to 7.45 is probably uh, a healthful alkalinity that we would want to maintain. And it isn't to say you should never eat any uh, acidifying 
uh, acid forming foods. It's you need to maintain a, a balance that is weighted toward the alkalinity foods, the alkaline forming foods. We should probably take over 70% of our diet from the alkaline forming foods and the remainder 30% uh, the uh, uh, acidifying foods go easier on those. Okay, for obvious reasons, body pH and blood pH has everything to do with health, with human health. So we're going to talk a lot about a lot of different aspects of food here today. Food purity is one of them. Okay, alkalinity versus acidity is another one. Okay, how uh, alkalinity not only will ward off disease, it will keep inflammation down, whereas eating a lot of uh, acidifying foods will create inflammation, which is the precursor to disease. We're going to look at the effect of food on human behavior, and I'm going to suggest some resources for people to check out uh, uh, to uh, get more information about that, how this directly affects our neurochemistry and our uh, biophysiology, and so many people have done great work in that field. Uh, it's almost too huge of a field to even name all of the people. It's just you have to go out there, start doing your own research on food. So many people in the freedom movement, ladies and gentlemen, are not eating a, a proper diet. They're eating garbage. They're still eating GMO foods. They're still eating uh, foods that are laden with tons of chemical pesticides, additives, preservatives, artificial sweeteners, high fructose corn syrup. They're still drinking water that is from uh, dubious sources and is laden with pharmaceuticals and fluoride and chlorine and chloramine and you name it. This is actually the aspect of freedom that came to me the latest and I regret that more than anything else. Yes, I knew all about the control system. I knew about Satanism. I knew about the dark occult forces. And I did not have the consciousness to know about what was going on with our food and the kind of the quality of matter that I was putting into my body that was making me who I was and making me think the way I used to think. The, the, this aspect of the control system was exposed for me after everything else, which is almost odd. I look back at it and I'm like, how could I have eaten the things that I once ate and maintained that type of diet and lifestyle, even with all of the other awareness that I had? It's, it's unbelievable. And this shows how the poison food system is a mind control technique because it controls the body, okay? It's actually making the body it, uh, go into a denser vibratory energy because that's what the key thing, the key aspect of food. We have to understand that this is energy. That's why we're taking in food because we need energy. This is common sense that everyone knows. But the vibratory energy that is contained in food, okay, will either help our consciousness to rise and grow and ascend to higher levels of awareness if it's pure, Okay, and we're going to also talk about density when it comes to food. Okay, that's another critical factor to keep in mind because that has to do with how efficiently our body breaks down the food and takes those nutrients and especially micronutrients into the cells of the body. Okay, so um, when it when it comes to density, it's it's very important that um, we understand the states of matter and density have to do with the energy flow within the body. It has to do with how efficiently we take in 
uh, our nutrients. And that's why juicing plays a vital role. And I don't mean drinking uh, bottled juices that you'll get in the stores. I'm talking about fresh, organic, unpasteurized juice made with a juicer from fresh, organic produce, fruits and vegetables. Okay. And um, I, it, it's actually incredibly synchronistic that today, Barb and I started a 10-day juice fast. We made this decision decision to start it on this day, actually uh, oh, probably over a month ago. And it happened to fall on the day that I would be covering food on this show, synchronistically, not planned like that, okay? And it also happens to fall on show number 93, which I don't believe is a coincidence whatsoever because this has everything, what we're going to be talking about here today has everything to do with willpower, willpower, okay? Self-respect for the form, for the vessel that our consciousness inhabits, true self-love, which is what we talked about a couple of shows ago, which is such an important dynamic, okay? And care, how much we care about how healthy we are and how our health will affect our behavior and how our health not only will affect our behavior but will help our ability to help others to enlighten themselves and to take care of their body and ultimately to take care of each other. It's all about care and then ultimately about the willpower, the knowledge must be present as well, which is what we're going to talk about, what we should be doing as far as food is concerned, but then the willpower to enact this in our lives. We'll be right back, folks. All right, folks, we're back. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Oracle Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. So let's take a look at some of the slides. Of course, the entire section about food and changing our diet and how this could be powerfully transformative in our lives and how it can relate to a higher form of consciousness and awareness is all part of the section in my presentation and on this radio show that I refer to as the way out because it's the way out of the horrid mess that we've worked ourselves into as a species and the old adage that you are what you eat could not be any truer what we put into our body physically becomes who we are okay it's literally true just like what we put into our mind. We, talk, we just came off of the section talking about the quality of our attention. And last week, we rounded up that section with our great guest, Bob Tusk, and I want to thank him for uh, being on the show. Um, we talked about mental food and how the purity of that mental food that we take in is so, it so affects the quality of our world, of our entire uh, uh, collective situation. And food is no different which is why I'm following up the section on quality of attention with the quality of our food intake. Uh, I'm going to be getting into more abstract and mental uh, and brain balancing techniques 
um, about how to uh, change consciousness coming up in, on future shows. But we'll spend a couple of weeks at least on food and water. Um, and hopefully maybe I could have a couple of guests on on this topic. But uh, after this, I'll be getting into present moment awareness. I'll be getting into uh, brain balancing techniques, meditation, concentration, contemplation. Uh, we'll be looking at um, uh, what I call mindfulness, what many people have referred to as my mindfulness, and uh, how to quiet the mind and the chatter of the, uh, the left brain. Okay, we'll, we'll be looking at um, um, all kinds of grassroots solutions coming up on what on earth is happening here, from here on out because we're, we're trying to mitigate those mind control techniques. We're trying to allay them and we don't want to stay dwelling on the negative. Okay, it's about empowerment and positive change. Okay, it's you have to be aware of all those techniques and what's really going on in the world, which is what we talked about for over a year and a half. We we looked at that side, okay? And now this is how to say no to it and how to say yes to something better and empowering. So, um changing diet is something that is completely within all of our will power uh potential to do in our own lives. It only requires a shift in our habits and you could start with small shifts in your habits in your daily day-to-day habits and then you can build up to larger ones and the thing is this is about momentum the the um more you do it okay and the more you build up incrementally the easier it becomes like anything it's difficult to get the process rolling when you're trying to move a large weight maybe it's on wheels and you have to push it and the very beginning it seems like it's almost impossible but then when you finally get it going momentum takes over and that's uh, that is because you are habituating the energy flow through the body and as you do it more and more it becomes easier and easier okay for some people they may have to work on their willpower they may have addictions to certain kinds of foods or chemicals that they have been putting into themselves for a long time. Certain people's taste buds will need to change slowly over time because they're so used to the taste profiles that they're taking in. People are constantly eating salt and sweet, and they vary between sweet and salt tastes. You know, we don't really delve into in the Western world, and especially in America, the astringent tastes or the spicy tastes, you know, these are so important uh, to developing our taste buds, which has to do with what we like to eat, you know, it's so different what we will like to eat versus what is actually good for us, but, you know, if you can change your taste buds by engaging in different taste profiles as well, it becomes easier to take in foods that are healthy and good for you, okay, I'll tell you what my, uh, breakfast was today it was a glass of green juice okay and what was in it was nothing short of the energy of the sun literally in liquid form okay and i drank that and i literally got i i I, i'm not making this up i literally got chills up and down my spine from drinking this glass of green juice okay the i could feel the energy flow literally tangibly in the body upon drinking that glass of juice and that will hold me for a few hours and then I'm going to have another one 
Okay, I made a huge batch earlier. I went out to a local grocery store, picked up a whole bunch of organic produce, okay, and I did juicing before coming on the show today, and that was my food for the day and will be my food for the next 10 days because I'm, I'm on a detox 10-day uh, juice feast along with Barb. We're doing this to improve our health, to improve the clarity of our mind, to even further sharpen focus and willpower. And that's what drinking in that high-density energy will do. And I feel great today, okay? So I've just made a, a batch of juice consisting of the following. Spinach, kale, broccoli, romaine lettuce, celery, cucumbers, green grapes, parsley, cilantro, fennel, turnips, radishes, lemons, limes, beets, apples, mint, and the water of a whole young coconut. That's what I put in the juice that I made today. And it came out deep, deep green. The color of balance, the color of the energy of the earth, the color of the heart chakra, the color of love. Okay? And taking that in, I, it's almost impossible to describe until you've done it. Okay? Put that through a juicer. Because we're going to talk about juicing. We're going to talk about unleashing the waters that are in high water foods and how that energy density is so much higher than even solid food intake. Juicing should be part of everyone's diet. I'm not saying it should be here only food. I'm doing, we're doing a 10-day juice fast which, in which that's the only nutrient taken in. I'm not saying go on a liquid diet. Okay, Don't confuse it and think that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you should be supplementing your diet with juicing, green juicing. Okay? Um, and we'll talk about methods of doing that. And uh, I, I'm going to get into purification of water. We'll get into juicing. I didn't. I, I, at the end of the slideshow, you'll see a, a reverse osmosis system similar to the one I have in my home. But uh, I didn't. I neglected to put a juicer up there. I'll probably tack that on uh, in the post production of the show when I put the podcast up because having a juicer it, it's so important. Last week I posted some links for RO systems and. Juice, juicers. Uh, I think shower filters as well. I don't think I posted juicers. I'll do that today, certainly, uh, with the podcast. But um, for those who are following along with the uh, the slideshows, if we we uh, you know uh, slide number one just shows that slide the way out. That's what this whole section is about. Uh, slide two shows the grassroots solutions that we have been and will be discussing discussing over the many future weeks on what on earth is happening. Slide number three is this section, Change Our Diet, showing some good organic produce, uh, which should be the bulk of people's diet, is organic fruits and vegetables. Moving to slide number four, we're going to start to take a look at just how a model, like we looked at the quality of our attention, this is a basic model of how the quality of our food and water intake will eventually have a trickle-down effect and affect our entire world. So when people say, why is this so important? Because it does affect everyone. We'll be right back, folks. Don't go anywhere. This is What on Earth is Happening.
Welcome back, everyone. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio, talking about food today and the vital importance of taking in the proper nutrition and the proper nutrient density into the body to nourish ourselves, to create our body, and especially our brain, such that we can think with greater clarity and ascend to a higher level of consciousness. And ultimately, this will affect our behavior. If you want to look into a great uh, neuroscientist that um, talks about the connection of food and behavior, I would highly recommend the work of uh, Dr. Russell Blaylock because he gets into how if we eat a crappy diet and take in all kinds of chemical poisoning in the foods that we eat, our behavior is going to reflect that greatly and we're going to have all kinds of different mental problems Uh, Clarity in uh, in thinking will decrease. Uh, We'll have uh, disorders, psychological disorders come about, and it will ultimately create uh, behavior that is completely the antithesis of natural law behavior, of respect for other individuals and their natural law rights. Conversely, if we eat a high nutrient density diet, And, you know, we could get into the arguments forever about what is organic, you know, but the purity of food is what we're talking about. You want to move away from the less pure. You want to move away from the more highly poisoned, okay? And if people are completely paranoid and they want to say, well, nothing's really organic anymore and everything is tainted in some form or another – Okay, you could make the argument they're spraying chemtrails, so eventually that's falling down to the ground and getting into the food and and water table, okay? Absolutely. You could say, oh, well, there's cross-pollination and, you know, GMO stuff eventually makes its way on the winds and gets into organic fields. But let me tell you something. You make the change between eating conventional produce and eating organic produce, and if you tell me you don't feel that change... I'd, I'd call you a complete liar to your face because I'm telling you, you can tangibly tell the difference and it is not just in the mind. It is not a placebo effect, okay? It is tangibly felt in the body, just in the taste alone, it can be felt and sensed and in the energy effect that it has on the body, how much energy you have, you feel when you eat higher purity foods. Is there any such thing as perfection? No. You you want perfection, you're going to have to be living off ether itself. You're going to have to be living off of spirit itself and, and forget taking in any solid matter, okay? But until you're that grand angelic being, uh, get off the notion that there's any such thing as perfection. But I would say also don't go into the realm of total paranoia that there's absolutely no such thing as uh, foods that are better for you than conventionally grown produce with all those additives, chemicals, fertilizers, and pesticides in them. That's just not the case. Okay, and it's it's a it's a um, not only a paranoid way of thinking about food, but it's also incorrect because. I'm testimony to that. I've done this change in my life. I know the difference between the conventional and, and organically grown uh, food and and produce and fruits and vegetables. You can taste it. It's measurable. It's knowable. Until you've actually done that, 
okay, and made that change for yourself, you're not going to actually know it from a perspective of gnosis, of direct experience, of having done it. So I can speak from that perspective, and I'm, I'm telling you there is a definitive, definitive difference. Okay? That having been said, what does any of this have to do with human freedom? What does this have to do with what's going on in our world? Well, as we said, it affects behavior. Okay, How we eat affects how we act. And any parent can tell you that. Give a child good, healthy, organic food, see how they behave. Then start get, feeding them chips, sugary juices, um, you know, the McDonald's meat diet and all other artificial foods that are you know, treated with uh, chemicals to maintain shelf life and add, you know, taste enhancers and MSG and all the things we talked about when we talked about poison food in medicine section, in the poison food and medicine section. And you'll see the radical differences in that child's behavior. And this is true for adults as well, because these foods are becoming the actual physical substances that go into building the body and the brain. It's only, it's only common sense, as we've said. What you put into your body becomes what makes up the brain. And a quality brain is only going to be nourish, nourished and created by quality nutrients that are physically put into the body. This is not rocket science, ladies and gentlemen. The problem is, just like we're addicted to n negative ways of perceiving the world, to poisonous worldviews that we feed our mind with and tell ourselves are true when they're not and stay attached to those ways of thinking, okay? We are addicted to poisonous foods and the energies that they contain, the negative and harmful energies that they contain, and our willpower becomes sh more and more shocked the more we stay on that poison stream. And therefore, it affects all of our other actions and behaviors in the world. So people who are on just absolutely destructive food aren't going to want to take the willpower to improve the world and to improve their minds and to help improve other people. Okay? If our bodies are healthy, our minds will be healthy. They're connected. The mind-body-spirit system is one whole dynamic living system that you can't separate any of those parts. Each one affects the other, okay? So uh, slide number four on the uh, radio show page of What on Earth is Happening shows how our quality of our food intake, okay, our quality of food intake affects our world at large. And this is very similar or even identical to the flowchart that I made regarding how our quality of attention affects our world. One is simply mental food and the other is physical food. There's a, a poisoned stream or a poison reservoir and then there's a pure stream or a pure reservoir. Both of these could be a, could have connections to our individuated selves represented by the buckets there, okay? We're largely containers or vessels of water, okay? And what we take into ourselves, we have to have exercise willpower over. And we have to purify it as much as it is within our capability to do. So if you want to get hung up on nothing's organic, there's no such thing, or it's, this isn't different than conventional produce, go right ahead and think that way. Okay? But ultimately, you can increase the purity of what you're putting in in an overall sense into your body by making these dietary changes. That is possible. It is real. Okay? 
it, you got to look at it like the two intakes on the top of these two buckets representing individuals have little valves, okay, like little faucets, and you could you could open it, open it, or close it to a certain extent, okay. You could open the uh, positive pure food and water intake and open it all the way, and you could also open the poisonous food and water intake. You could open that all the way, okay, and you're going to be putting different qualities of energy into the vessel. Now, if you want to purify that vessel, if you want to make it better, if you want to make it higher energy, there's only one thing to do. You have to open up the pure food and water intake valve on that bucket, okay, to the greatest extent that you can, and you have to shut off the valve that's letting in the poisonous food and water intake into the vessel. This is simple common sense understanding. It can't. I can't even make it any easier than that. A, a, a first grader could understand that if you want to cl clarify water that happens to be in a vessel, you take in the most pure thing that you could take into it, and you shut off the things that are sludgy and dirty and uh, cloudy and poisoning. It, it, there's there's not much to this. The, the thing that it requires is the willpower to do it. And as you do it more and more, you'll develop more and more willpower. The more and more you're addicted to the poison, the more and more it will be more difficult to develop that willpower even to make that change. So people who have been eating a poisonous diet for a long, long time, it's going to be very difficult to shift them. That momentum, to build that momentum is going to be difficult at the beginning. But as it is done in small increments, it will become easier and easier. And then finally, the output that then goes out into the world is how we behave. Because our nutrition and the quality of our brain and the neurochemistry of the brain that is built by the nutrient intake will affect our behavioral patterns. And the more people that um, get off of the poison stream, the more it will improve behavior. And ultimately, that creates a quantum ripple effect throughout the world as more people purify and detoxify the body. So we're going to talk about just how to do that on the other side. What are some practical methodologies? That's coming up on this edition of What on Earth is Happening. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after these words. Welcome back. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Talking about food intake, how it is so critically important to changing our behavior and increasing our willpower. Pure foods raise our vibratory rate. We are all energy. We are made of energy. Everything is made of energy. And while our body requires energy, what we want to feed it with is higher vibratory energy. And that can be done by attempting as much as, as it is within our willpower capability to effect, to take in the highest nutrient density food and the lowest um, 
the lowest uh, uh, poison density food, the highest purity, with the lowest chemical consistency, because that's what a lot of foods have been turned into. Nothing but chemicals. They're not even natural anymore at all. They're something that the earth never actually gave us, all this processing and adding to what nature has already provided as if to say, that's not good enough. Nature didn't do a good enough job and hasn't provided us what we actually need. When in fact, nature has provided us with everything that we need. We only need to accept that gift and stop trying to change it. So let's look at what we should be doing to change the, the quality of the vibratory energy that we take into ourselves through food. Because these... These high energy foods will help bring on a whole new state of consciousness for us. They will help us to feel calm. They will help us to think clear, okay? They will create less attachment in our lives to things that don't serve who we actually are. And as I've already emphasized over and over again, they will help us to increase our willpower, to go and make even more empowering changes in our lives and to be an influence and an inspiration for others also attempting to change their lives for the better. So if we look at image number five on the slideshow, um, this is the section people should be spending the bulk of their time in when they visit a supermarket or a grocery store. Fresh, organic Fruits and vegetables is what we should be filling our carts with in the greatest abundance. Okay, some other foods we could take in and use them more sparingly, but this is what we should be. This should be the bulk of our diet. I, I would say this should be upwards of 70% or more, 80% of our diet. And do I always do that? I'm pretty good. But I'm not perfect, not always. And hey, sometimes we'll go out and we'll eat out. We'll eat the food that is prepared in restaurants. I'm not a total extremist when it comes to this. I'm not a total raw foodist, okay? I, I am a vegetarian, a strict vegetarian. I don't eat meats. I don't eat fish or seafood. Barb will still engage in seafood from time to time. She's even limited that. But um, fruits and vegetables, make up the bulk of my diet, okay? Fresh organic fruits and vegetables. And, uh, you know, I'll eat grains and breads, eggs, cheese. I, you know, I will eat some, some dairy products like that. Um, beans, lentils, nuts, berries, seeds. This is what comprises my diet on a day, daily basis, okay? Now, what I'm doing right now, again, with the juicing is I'm – doing a detox and cleanse, and this is to step up the absorption of the nutrients in the body, okay, and also to clarify the mind and to clarify the immune system, to dislodge um, uh, poisons and dislodge um, uh, things that have been trapped in the intestinal tract and in other parts of the body, the kidneys, the, the blood, the entire body, the mucous membranes, etc. So, that's what a detox, uh, people have called this a reboot in certain circles. It's like rebooting the computer, the body computer. 
Okay, just like sometimes a computer starts to slow down, we reboot it and it it's like regenerated for a time. So that's what this juice fast is about that I'm doing over the next a week and a half. So slide five here shows you, <coughs> excuse me, uh, what uh, should make up the bulk of our diets because these are the foods that are grown from the earth and you could see how much green. Not only other colors, yes, there's reds, there's oranges, <coughs> but how much green comprises this image? It's the bulk of the image. Just like the color green represents the, uh, the color that the earth produces in the greatest abundance. Once again, this is the, the uh, light frequency that is the dead center or middle of the visible spectrum of light because that's what is being presented and is being gifted to us as a present by the earth. <clears throat> it is love energy. It is the energy of the sun converted into a usable form by us that we can use that nature has provided freely for us to use. As such, it is a present or a gift it is that which can help keep us rooted in the present moment, keep us in a state of balance and in feeling love energy, embodying love energy. The, again, the color of the, the uh, heart chakra is green and has been depicted as green in many different mystical traditions throughout time. Green is the color of love. That's why the earth produces it. That's why what we should be taking into us in the greatest abundance on a day-to-day -day basis is foods are foods that are colored green. If you open my refrigerator right now, green hits you in the face. Okay? My refrigerator looks similar to those shelves. And that's what people's refrigerators should be looking like. Because you're going to get the greatest micronutrient density into the cells and you're going to feel the highest amount of energy when you eat uh, the most green foods. And believe me, I know there's alternative theories out there of what we should be eating. Trust me on this. This is how you are going to feel the best. As a matter of fact, don't trust me, actually. I shouldn't even say that. I, it's a, just a figure of speech. I, I do know that that's how you're going to feel the best because I've done it for myself. But don't trust me on it. You should do it yourself and find out. Okay? Find out if you are regenerated. Find out if you have more energy. Find out if you feel healthier and younger and rejuvenated and restored. And if your skin is much better and more youthful looking. And if you lose weight. All it takes is to do it. There's nothing to it but to do it. And just try it and see what it does. And if you don't like it, you could always go back to eating whatever you're eating now. But if you tried eating like that, I guarantee you, you would feel the change in the body. The physical, tangible change in the body, it would start happening, weight would drop, energy level goes up, and the higher the pure purity of those foods that you take in, okay, if you can grow it yourself, even better. If you could find them in the wild, even better. People talk about wild foods a lot and how they're even more powerful than organic foods, okay? But for most people, they're going to visit their grocery or supermarket, choose organic, it's, it's about biodiversity. It's about not overrunning soils with the same crop and depleting nutrient density. Okay, yeah, there's still problems with or even organic farming techniques. 
It's not perfect. It's better than the other stuff that's out there. It's about making a choice to go from something that is not good to something that is much better. If you're looking for perfection in this world, you're not going to find it here, folks. There's no such thing. In the 3D realm, there's no such thing as perfection. We have to do things that are better than what we have done. It's a stepwise progression. Okay? So don't get hung up. And, you know, I, I don't recommend being an extremist about this either. Moderation and balance is the key. You feel hungry, eat. That's what, what your body's telling you. Don't starve yourself either. Okay? Um, if you feel like you can take more on, if you wanted to try a detox cleanse or a, 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 a juice fast, go for it. Okay, you have to listen to your body. It is speaking the wisdom that you need to hear at all times. Your body is always telling you what it requires. If your ego is, if you can exercise enough willpower to get your ego out of the way, then you'll hear the wisdom that your body is speaking to you about what it requires and what, if you put into it, uh, it will then give you in return more clarity, more wisdom, more willpower. So let's talk about what a proper diet should consist of on the other side of the break. Let's talk about um, my kind of variant of a food pyramid. And I found this on another website, but I felt it was highly accurate. And it's similar to the way that I eat and the nutrient density I take in is encapsulated in this. So we'll look at that on the other side. Hey guys, it's Chris Geo of Truth Frequency Radio. What on Earth is Happening.com. Talking about food today here on the show, how it affects human behavior, how it affects our energy levels, our vibratory rate, and ultimately our consciousness. And if we want to improve ourselves, we have to improve our diets because so many people are not eating right. There's so much poison in the food supply. We have to strive toward higher quality higher nutrient density, and higher purity foods. We also want to take in fresh organic fruits and vegetables in the greatest abundance that should be the staple of our diet, particularly green vegetables. Again, that color and the energy level associated with that color cannot be overstated. It is the transformed energy of the sun. In physical form that the earth provides and it is the color traditionally associated with love energy and the heart chakra so if we look at image number six on the slide uh, on the slides that go with this show if you're listening by podcast it's of course podcast number 93 as we already talked about the uh, synchronicity involved with that number and its relationship to willpower um, Take a look at the food pyramid here, which I loved when I saw it because at its very base was not even food. And that's extremely significant. The base was water. This is something that's left out of of almost all food pyramids. Water really should be something that we take in in great abundance. 
Now, I drank juice, and going along with the juice fast, water is also something that you should drink because water is a carrier of energy and information. That's what water is. That is the role that water plays, ladies and gentlemen. It carries information from place to place over a distance. And water carries the nutrients that we take into our, ourselves through eating food, through our body, and then takes it into the cells. Therefore, if we're dehydrated and we don't have a, a proper adequate amount of water in us, the nutrient density is not going to make its way properly. It's not going to propagate effectively through the body and get into the cell membranes and ultimately into the nuclei of the cells where it needs to be uh, needs to be going. Okay, so one of the most critical things which we're going to be getting into is how important the purity of our water is. And that's why I hope next week to have uh, a local water purification expert on the show because he can tell you much, much better than I can how to go about obtaining pure water and the methods that are out there, how effective they are or may happen not to be. It's important to know, you know, you don't want to be hosed by different technologies out there that are claiming that they're doing something good for your water and they really aren't. So either next week or the week after, I'm going to be bringing uh, this gentleman on and he's going to wow you with his knowledge of water purification systems. Okay, so um, take a look at this food pyramid. Water is at the bottom. It's required to bring any nutrients through the body and into the the cells, okay? Then fruits and vegetables make up the next great bulk. And this is stuff that should be done daily, eaten daily. Uh, Lesser than fruits and vegetables, grains, legumes, seasonings and healthy fats. And then more sparingly, eggs and dairy. And that's at the end of things that you might want to take into yourself on a daily basis. I personally won't eat uh, use eggs and dairy even every, maybe every single day, maybe every other day. Something like that. Then we go up to the Welcome back, everyone. That's what we want. We want to get close enough to kiss the sky. That's when no one would be able to stop us, as said in those lyrics there. And taking in high nutrient density foods, high energy living, and raw foods will help us to get to that goal in consciousness. And ultimately, to better ourselves as a species, increase personal willpower, increase personal energy level, help us to be an influence for others, to help them to motivate themselves toward real change, and ultimately, to start caring about and doing something about true freedom in this world. So, 
with that having been said, let's get back into a further breakdown of this food pyramid uh, on image number six on the What on Earth is Happening radio show page or in the images that accompany the podcast. The base of the pyramid, as we said, was water, then fruits and vegetables, organic or as high quality fruits and vegetables as you can find, okay? Um, grains are above that. Some people will limit grains as well uh, because some people might have problems with certain forms of gluten, uh, with, with gluten in general, uh, certain forms of grains that contain gluten. Uh, some people will limit it because these are basically uh, uh, carbohydrates and they might want to limit their intake of carbs for various reasons. And, uh, you know, nothing is a hard rule here. It's a general outline, a general guide. Moderation is the key as well. If you build a, a diet based with fruits and vegetables at the bottom of that pyramid, you're not going to go wrong. Okay? If that's the, the bulk of what you're taking in, you won't go, go wrong. Uh, legumes are above that. Then you have uh, herbs and seasonings and healthy forms of fat. You know, you see avocados there. I think that's a, a, a jar of nut, nut butter of some kind. Um, then eggs and dairy above that. I do take these into my diet. I try not to go crazy with them. Uh, I love cheese. Hey, no, no one can put down a pizza better than me. Trust me, folks. You know, there, if something will tempt me, that's it, you know. So um, uh, I'll, I'll take in grains and, and cheese as well. Um, but I try not to go overboard with them. Okay, and I feel better when I don't go overboard with things like that. I feel better when uh, fruits and vegetables is the staple of the diet, and I'm taking them in in as uh, effective of a form as possible. Which is why I'm going to talk about juicing uh, in a later segment. So uh, above that, you have um, uh, fish and seafood and lean meats, we lean meats, which I list in the weekly section of this pyramid. And I would say that's if you eat them at all. I personally don't eat anything from that section of that pyramid and I've already explained uh, ad infinitum and uh, ad nauseum why I've chosen to do that. Uh, people will disagree with that and that's fine. Th they have the right to disagree with that. Um, there is also some scientific research that can be brought forward to say, okay, even in the, the Paleolithic diet, meat is included. Some people will try to take uh, the fat content of their diet in through through meats and raw meats even. Okay, um, I feel that this aspect is a choice because I don't feel that we have been given dominion over the other living beings of this planet. I think we have been given dominion over our own thoughts, our own emotions, and our own actions and nothing else. I think these beings have a right to life just as we do. I don't want to contribute to the suffering of the world by ending animal life and then consuming it and consuming that suffering. Uh, therefore, I've made a decision over five years ago now to not consume animal uh, flesh. Okay, Yes, I'll still use eggs and dairy on a more limited basis and, and cheese and things like that, but... Um, Again, it's not the staple of my diet. And who knows, maybe I will eventually uh, go off, wean off of those as well. But um, to, to directly kill the animal to eat it, and I'm not saying that isn't even done with the animals that are used in the other forms of, of dairy, okay? Because, of course, we know that it is. So I would rather have these animals be present, used and in conjunction with the, the uh, uh, atmosphere, 
that is used to grow, to grow food because animals, I believe, are needed for the proper production of foods and the proper upkeep of soils. Um, if we're going to be doing agriculture, animals are necessary. Okay, Of course, animal fertilizers definitely have been used throughout time in farming methods. So I'm not – I'm saying I don't think we should kill these animals. You know, if we're going to use their presence on a farm to increase the nutrient densities of our soils, I just don't feel they should be killed and eaten. That's a personal choice on my part. It's not even a dietary choice as much as it is a choice regarding life and consciousness and the right of those beings to have their expression of consciousness just as we have a right to have ours. That's why I'm a vegetarian and I've explained it before. I don't really want to get into that aspect of discussion. I want to talk about nutrient density in food. I want to talk about um, the, um, uh, the density of the food itself in the forms of matter that we take it in. And I'm going to get into that in the next slide, okay? Uh, solid forms of food, liquid forms of food, and then going into forms of food that we don't really take in uh, much because we're really not as a whole even at the level of consciousness overall to uh, even recognize that there's another form of food be besides uh, solid and liquid foods. We can get into talking about, you know, uh, living off of uh, the, the breath or the prana or the life energy itself, as many uh, mystics have called it. So um, people will often think that's impossible or doesn't even exist. You know, someone like Wilhelm Reich talked about orgone energy and how we can uh, – collect that and take that in in, in different uh, ways into ourself so, uh, or use it in different ways. Um, so we could get into talking about things that are actually more abstract and etheric when it comes to ta intake of energy and we, we'll get to that a little bit but I want to just continue to go on with this food pyramid um, on slide number six. The weekly section again, that's something that I've removed altogether from my diet, but I'm not telling anybody definitively to do that. I'm telling you why I did that. And if you wanted to make that choice, you would need to experiment with that dietary choice yourself. Okay? So, um, but in any event, I wouldn't say these should be taken in as frequently as the foods listed in the everyday section. That's why I drew this line and applied, you know, weekly to that section because uh, we've made a shift here into another color in the pyramid. As you see, the everyday foods are, are blue colored and then you shift into that yellow area and these are things we should use more sparingly. The very sparingly, the things that should be used very sparingly or not at all, we're talking about, uh, you know, um, supersaturated fats, hydrogenated oils, alcohols, sweets, high sugar, refined sugar. These are things that we should either be using extremely sparingly or eliminating altogether in the diet. That's why it's at the very top of the pyramid representing things you should use the least in the least uh, quantities in the least abundance. So when we come back, let's take a look at food's relationship to matter and energy as a whole and the states of matter and how this relates to the types of food that we take into our body. I also want to look at pH, alkalinity versus acidity, and I'm going to post a great document on that aspect to go with this podcast. We'll be right back, folks. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening.
Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Oracle Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website is whatonearthishappening.com. I'm going to give the call-in numbers in this segment. I apologize to a couple of callers who seem to have uh, dropped off the line. They had been holding on. Um, uh, I'll give the call-in number now. For people who want to call in, I'll try to take some calls in the last couple of segments. So, the call-in number... 866-841-1065. Once again, the call in number 866-841-1065. Uh, be patient if you call in. Uh, I apologize um, for not getting to those other callers who had held on and looks like they dropped off the line. So um, call in, be patient. I'll get to your calls probably in the, uh, the uh, last segment. Um, here we go. We're talking about now in this section, food's relationship to matter and energy, okay? And this chart will help people to understand how the body deals with different energy densities when it comes to food. And there's three sections of the chart. There's density, the state of matter, and the correspondence to that state of matter. And these correspondences are used in many different mystery traditions of consciousness throughout time. Specifically, they are generally attributed to the alchemical tradition. And I want to say uh, regarding that, that um, is something I neglected to mention in the announcement section, that I was also interviewed by Bob from Cincinnati, a frequent caller into the show, on his show on the Antimatter, Antimatter Zone Network, uh, his show is called or uh, occult empire occult empire and bob brought me on uh, during this past week uh on thursday night uh to do a show on alchemy so it was it was a entire 2 hour show on the alchemical tradition and uh that's listed on the front page of what on earth is happening in the recent news you could also check it out in the news section uh Highly recommend people to check out that podcast. We covered a lot of ground, got into a lot of great information regarding alchemy, and uh, it's a very enlightening uh, subject matter. And Bob also does a great show uh, with his show. People should check out Occult Empire on the Antimatter Zone Network. So, um, what is food's relationship to matter and energy? Okay, so this chart shows us the density of food the states of matter, and then the alchemical correspondences or the correspondences that have to do with consciousness and who we actually are. So this is sort of the um, mystical or you could even say the um, esoteric way of looking at food in general as a form of energy. But this chart generally holds true. At the bottom, we have the denser forms of matter, which are the solids, okay? We generally consider the states of matter as solid, liquid, and gas. This is taught in elementary school science. Uh, people usually leave out plasma, which is a form of gas. It's ionized gas. It's gas that has been somewhat uh, ionized, which is electrically charged. Okay, So gas slash plasma I put up there as the most rare form. And when I mean rare, I mean, you know, it's not as dense. It's not. It doesn't have as many particles per unit of volume. All right. So solids are packed tight with matter. 
Okay, as they are less densely packed, we have a more rarefied form of matter, which gets us upward in the in the in the density versus rareness scale toward a liquid. Okay, and all liquids are less dense than solids, but they're more dense than gases or plasmas. Now we get into a rarefied form of matter. Okay, so solids, what we are eating. As far as solid food goes, I attribute to the earth correspondence. And of course, it's colored green. Okay? So, green foods is what we should be eating if we're eating a lot of solid food matter. That's what we should take into ourselves. I feel you could take in the nutrient density of the foods, what the, the nutrition that the food is carrying within it even more effectively if we take that nutrient those nutrients into us in a liquid form and the reason for that is you're getting the solidity the most dense vibratory pattern of energy out of the way and the thing that the nutrients are carried in is the water okay that's the role of water is to carry information and to carry energy from one place to another. So if we're, we want to get even more nourished by the flow of energy, we want to take in the nutrients that we need in the most rare form that is possible. So liquid is better than solid. Okay, This is why they tell you chew your food really, really, really well. We should be chewing our food, and most people don't do that, and I'm bad with that, believe me, especially when I'm hungry, <laughs> and everybody knows what I'm talking about when I say that. You know, you're hungry, you want to dive into something, you know, you a couple of uh, uh, bites, a couple of chews on it, and then it swallow it down, you know? Uh, that's not how we should be chewing our food, actually. We should be taking our time chewing it until it becomes literally like a liquid in our mouth, practically, you know, as or as liquefied as we can tolerate that process. Um, this way, the cell walls are being smashed by our teeth. That's what the role of our teeth are for, to smash the cell walls of so food in the solid form so that the energy is more uh, readily absorbed into the uh, lining of the digestive system and th then into the bloodstream where it is then used. Okay? So, liquid is a more efficient form of taking in nutrient density. And that's why it's in the middle of this chart. Okay? It's a higher form of nutrient density flow than even solid matter. At the bottom of this chart, where we have solid matter, the body has to expend the most energy from the system, okay, in order to break down the food because it's in solid form and ultimately it's going to be used in liquid form in the body, okay? If we take in the liquids by themselves, already in liquid form, which is what this juice fast I'm on right now is about, the efficiency goes up, it goes through the roof. Okay, and you're taking the, mito, the, the micronutrients and the phytonutrients in that plant matter food and getting them into the cells and into the blood much more efficiently and effectively than if you're eating solid matter. 
That's not to say, as I've already said, just try to make your whole diet liquid. I personally wouldn't recommend that. I would say that you should eat a certain amount of solid food, but I would highly supplement the, the diet of whatever forms of solid foods you're eating with juicing because juicing, again, is liberating the energies in foods, in plant foods that are, that are created, that are distilled by nature itself. That living dynamic process that nature knows how to do, okay, that is just part of the creative energies of the universe itself, and that living dynamic intelligence of the field of energy itself is present in nature, and it is actively using that energy to distill the waters in the plant foods that grow abundantly on the earth. When we take that water from its housing, okay, from its carrier, Okay, from its container through juicing, it is one of the one of the most efficient ways of taking nutrients into the body. And this technology that has been available to us for many years is one of the reasons technology is here for us to use at this time. It's one of the powerful and positive uses of technology to better ourselves as a people and as individuals. We'll be right back after these words. You're listening to What on Earth Is Happening. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everyone. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Pasco. Let's jump right back into the chart on image number seven on the radio show page or with podcast number 93 titled Food's Relationship to Matter and Energy. We looked at the solid form of food and the liquid form. And as I was saying before the break, juicing is so important in this process. I, again, I would say definitely you don't want to try to just make your diet liquid. That's not the point here. It's supplementing your diet of the, the solid food that you are eating with um, juicing. And juicing takes those phytonutrients, those uh, micronutrients that are in plant foods and takes them into the uh, cell walls, takes them into the, uh, the, the blood uh, so much more efficiently than even eating uh, the actual raw plant material. And when you see what goes into making a juice, um, a good green healthy juice that is not pasteurized and is uh, made from good organic produce, then you understand you would not be able to eat that amount of matter. Um, if you see what remains, the, uh, the fibrous material that remains after making you know, a big batch of juice and understanding how much even goes into a glass of that juice, you would realize nobody's going to eat that much. And so you're, you're ramping up the ability of, of taking in that nutrient density by packing it into a, a form that is more easily able to be taken in by the body and more readily absorbed by the body. So when we go up into a rarer state of matter, the gas and plasma states, uh, again, gas, the most rare form of matter, and plasma, an ionized form of gas, I've corresponded these with air and fire, of course. Another word for gas, air, you know, we generally look at them as interchangeable. Uh, our air that we breathe containing many different types of gases. <clears throat> but uh, the ionized form, plasma, I've related to fire. Okay, now these forms we won't will not immediately recognize 
in some correspondence to food because we generally look at food and water or solid food and liquid food, okay? Um, there is such a thing as gaseous food, ladies and gentlemen. And if you don't believe that, you want to look into many different cases of individuals who have lived for times on nothing but pranic energy. Look into prana, look into life force energy, also look into orgone energy, as I've already talked about Wilhelm Reich a little bit on this show. This is a study that needs to be made by the individual to even break down the barrier that there is such a thing as this and that it can be done by the human body, that a human being is capable of not living on solid or liquid food at all, okay? Now, again, very few people are at that level of consciousness, um, but if you want to take a look at one that was actually looked at in a scientific way and they trained cameras upon him and uh, had people observe what he was doing was a, a boy in, I believe it was India, named Ram Bomjan. And he uh, fasted without food or water. Yes, he did not drink water for 10 months. He did not eat or drink for 10 months. He used a pranic meditation and breathing technique in conjunction with each other to literally take in the life force energy that is all around us in the air, okay, that is put here by the radiant energy of the sun. It was almost a form of living off of free energy. And he did not actually have to masticate solid food, nor did he have to drink anything at all, including water. And yes, it was done, okay? I do not believe it was a hoax. People will say, oh, that's impossible. It was, it was all a hoax. I personally think this person just came online, you know, he just, he received the light, if you will, and I do accept the literal face of the explanation that this person just desired to meditate, and he sat in a tree by his village in India for 10 months without moving, practically without moving, he moved a bit, but... Um, if you watch him up close, it's a very, maybe I'll post the video. There's a documentary about this called the boy with divine powers. Now, do I think these are divine powers? No, but I think these techniques are knowable. I think this is legitimate and can be done. He, he went to an extreme method and people saw this as some kind of a miraculous thing. And then they started trying to profit from it. They wouldn't leave him alone. They wouldn't leave him to his meditation. They had a big circus atmosphere around the village where he was from. And all he wanted to be, be allowed to do was to be left alone and meditate. And they couldn't even leave this young boy alone to do that. I believe he was 15 years old when this all went down. But it's an interesting story. Look it up. Maybe I'll post a link to uh, the video, the documentary you could check out. But uh, this is about pranic energy, okay, which is a gaseous form of energy, what the ancients called the breath of life. And yes, it is possible to eventually get to the level of body, mind, spirit, consciousness where we would be able to take in simply a gaseous form of energy and ultimately we'll get to the highest level to live off of light energy alone. Do I feel that people are there at that level of consciousness now? No. This is why we still require things like solid food and liquid food. So I don't recommend anybody just trying to live on pranic material just off of a whim because you'll probably uh, go into nutrient starvation and die. 
So this individual uh, was aware of where he was at in consciousness and was aware of certain techniques to use in order to do, to do this. So um, an interesting story, but I'll leave the the state of matter and correspondence there. I just felt I should put this chart up to help people to understand the different forms, the densities of food, and how the liquid form is actually a more uh, um, readily absorbable and efficient way of taking in nutrient density into the body. And of course, gas and plasma would be even higher efficiency. Okay, so that's just something to look at, take in, and uh, understand how those uh, states of matter work together and um, how they, they um, uh, um, correspond related to energy levels and efficiency levels of taking in nutrients. Uh, image number eight goes into the importance of water. Okay, and I put in image number nine a water purification system known as a reverse osmosis filtration system. Okay, I'm going to post some links to reverse osmosis systems. We're going to talk a lot about them next week when we, or the week after when I have um, a, a water filtration and purification expert on the show. But it can't be overstated how ultimately water is the thing we're really talking about here. Because this is the carrier of information and energy, and it's what we ultimately have to make sure we take into ourselves in the purest form. So purify your water in as best way as you are capable of doing it in whatever way your budget or monetary means at the current time allow you to do it. Again, it's all about making small steps and making the, the steps that we are capable of doing in our life and that we are capable of applying in the moment. So if you can only do certain forms of filtration that, you know, a, a RO system is out of your monetary uh, scale to buy for yourself, then do what you can, okay? It's about getting from a place where we're at to someplace a little bit better, then a little bit better, then a little bit better. That's how this stepwise process of purification and working on perfecting ourselves goes. It's not doesn't have to be an all-at-once type thing. It's making small moves and small changes that ultimately add up to big ones, okay? So with that having been said, I want to uh, talk about alkalinity versus acidity. And then in the last segment, I'll wrap that up and take some calls. But if we are acidic, our body becomes racked with inflammation, we have joint pain, we feel tired, we're lackadaisical, we don't have energy, and ultimately, then disease grows in the body. This is ultimately caused by too acidic of a pH, of a body pH. We need to raise our alkalinity. I want to read from a document I'm going to post along with this show, uh, an intro to a chart about alkalizing versus acidifying foods. And as I've said, it isn't about just eating all the things on the alkaline side. It's about a mixture. And we should probably have about a 70-30 mix from you know 70 toward the alkaline side 30 toward the acidic side so uh let me read this paragraph human blood ph should be slightly alkaline between 7.35 and 7.45 below or above this range means symptoms and disease a ph of 7.0 is neutral a ph below 7.0 is acidic a ph above 7.0 is alkaline so we should be slightly toward the alkaline side an acidic pH can occur from an acid-forming diet, emotional stress, 
toxic overload and or immune reactions or any process that deprives the cells of oxygen and other nutrients. The body will try to compensate for an acidic pH by using alkaline minerals. If the diet does not contain enough minerals, alkaline minerals to compensate, a buildup of acids in the cells will occur, leading to disease. I'm going to continue reading this short introduction to this document that I'm going to post with this podcast on the other side of the break, and we'll take your calls to take us out for this edition of What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, everyone, with this final segment of today's edition of What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio, my website, whatonearthishappening.com. I'm going to do a whole show coming up soon on nothing but juicing, and we're going to look at ways that we can add this very, very important aspect of using food and nutrients into our lifestyle and maybe even uh, bring some recipes to the table to encourage people to um, incorporate juicing into their life. And if you do, I guarantee you will recognize how important it is, how beneficial it is, and wonder how you ever lived without doing it. Okay, so um, that's coming up again, a, a whole show on water purification and the importance of pure water coming up. So we're going to stay on this topic of solutions through food and water for a, a few weeks before we move on to other topics. Um, let me finish this document that I was reading about alkalinity versus acidity, uh, alkaline versus acidic forming foods. And I will be posting this with the podcast with an extensive list of foods that are alkaline forming versus acidifying. Um, if the diet does not contain enough minerals to compensate, a buildup of acids in the cells will occur. An acid, an acidic balance will decrease the body's ability to absorb minerals and other nutrients, decrease the energy production in the cells, decrease its ability, the body's ability to repair damaged cells, decrease the body's ability to detoxify heavy metals, making tumors, tumor cells, cells thrive, cancer cells thrive, and make it more susceptible to fatigue and illness. A blood pH of 6.9, which is only slightly acidic, can induce coma and death. The reason acidosis is more common in our society is mostly due to the typical American diet, which is far too high in acid-producing animal products like meat, eggs, and dairy, and far too low in alkaline-producing foods like fresh vegetables. Additionally, we eat acidic-producing processed foods like white flour and sugar and drink acid-producing beverages like coffee and soft drinks. We use too many drugs, which are acid-forming, and we use artificial chemical sweeteners like NutraSweet, Spoonful, Sweet and Low, Equal, or Aspartame, which are poisonous and extremely acid forming. Why do you think they want them out there, ladies and gentlemen? 
One of the best things we can do to correct an overly acid body is to clean up the diet and lifestyle. To maintain health, the diet should consist of 60% alkaline-forming foods and 40% acidic-forming foods. And I said a 70-30 split. This document has a slightly different take. You do what feels right and what gives you the most increased energy. I feel 70-30 is closer to the mark. He says 60-40. Okay. To restore health, the diet should consist of 80% alkaline-forming foods and 20% acid-forming foods. That's for a detox or a cleanse, okay, to restore health, meaning if you're already in a really bad state of health, 80-20 is what you should go toward, okay? Generally, alkaline-forming foods include most fruits, green vegetables, green vegetables, peas, beans, lentils, spices, herbs and seasonings, and seeds and nuts. Generally, acid-forming foods include meat, fish, poultry, eggs, grains, and legumes. So I'll leave it there, and I will post this document with the, the podcast, and it will have a chart of just about every food that's out there and which side it's on, whether it's on the alkalizing side or the acidifying side. And you have to strike a balance as you see fit. Like I said, I consider a 70-30 split. He says a 60-40, maybe even somewhere in between there. But if you're detoxing, if you're restoring, if you're trying to regenerate, after living an extremely unhealthy lifestyle, you have to even kick it up to there and go to an 80-20 mixture at least between acidifying, uh, between alkaline and acidifying foods, alkalinizing and acidifying. So uh, I'll leave the discussion. Uh, I'll leave my presentation there, I should say, and let's start a discussion. Let's take some calls on this very vital and important topic, namely the kind of foods we should be putting into our body. Hopefully, I could take the couple of callers that are on the line before the end of the show. Here we go. Caller from the 862 area code, you are live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, I heard your uh, presentation. I thought it was timely. Uh, I am just about, I was going to be on a fast. I invited someone else to come on the fast uh, with me. It yes. will be um, a little bit more extensive. And it, you, you brought it right up. And so that's one of the reasons that prompted me to call because, I mean, you brought it right home. She's doing it for one reason, right. but I have another reason in mind, and that's health consciousness. Also, you talked about um, a few things. See, my, my premise is that if what we're doing um, is totally right, then we should reap the benefits from what it is that we're doing. Right. And if the diet is not giving us those benefits, then we have to look at, you know, the diet because it's it's not giving us longer life. It's not giving us, you know, superior health. It's not giving better memory, better eyesight. None of that's happening. So um, we need to check out what it is that we're doing. The other thing that, that you brought up, and I hope that you, um, you know, do post that video on to your website because I would like to uh, see that. I read about it years ago where um, you have breathitarians. Matter of fact, I showed an article at my job where this guy was 82. He had ate no food and um, uh, drank anything for about 70, was it about, yeah, about 70 or 50-some years. Wow. Um, and he was from India. Yeah, and, and people could not phantom that. That, that was not something, uh, you know, and, but that is not the first time I read it. I'm a vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian since 1978. I was in college, and someone talked about nutrition, and from that point on, I just changed my diet. I, I never right. went back. Um, 
So I've been on it when people say, well, can you make it? Well, you have whole countries that were actually vegetarians. It's, it's, it's not something that just popped up and all of a sudden. But I think we're going to need that, and I think your, your, your presentation is timely, as um, the one thing about these particular globalists, they took over the food supply. That's right. Monsanto's is saying, right, Monsanto's has taken over the seed. And so when you get this genetically engineered material into your body, and they have claimed all seeds, and those seeds right. end up into your body, do they actually have possession of your body? Of course. Do they actually have ownership right, That's right. of your body? Because their seeds going in, that makes you no longer you, it makes you them. Because right. they have genetically engineered the seed, they have the patent on it, and so I'm just asking the That's question. That's what the I'm whole purpose is. The whole purpose is to take over the body and to take over the mental functions that ultimately determine human behavior so people can be more readily and easily controlled. And it's, uh, one of the greatest techniques of doing that is poisoning the food, genetically modifying the food. Ultimately, that, end, that equates with poisoning and genetically modifying human beings. That's what's being poisoned and genetically modified, us. And that's happening not only on a physical basis, but on a, uh, an epigenetic basis as well. Through the, ener the types of energy fields that result of, uh, of this, uh, this uh, uh, poisonous nature to the food and, and the, the degradation of the food supply that normally would be a living, dynamic part of nature itself uh, coming into us, uh, we're taking in a completely degraded form of, of energy uh, density and vibration, and therefore it's changing us not only at a physical level, but at an epigenetic level as well. So, caller, phenomenal points that you've brought up. Uh, one of the great points that that caller really brought up was if you're going to do any kind of a change in diet or a juice fast or anything like that, do it with someone else that you care about. When you do it together, it makes it even more powerful. And the, the willpower can even be strengthened because it's two, two or more people who are setting an example for each other and they're helping to support each other during that, that lifestyle change. So uh, great calls, caller. Thanks so much for the call. Let's go to our final caller uh, on this edition of What on Earth is Happening. Uh, a restricted caller, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. What do you have for us? Hello? Yes, you're on live. Uh, hey, hey, Mike, it's Franco from Montreal. Hey, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> I, you know, you're re very hard to actually reach. Eh? I was trying with your, the, the regular uh, uh, phone number, but in Canada, it looks like the, the, cell, the, the, the phone number you, that you gave us doesn't work. So I have to pass through Skype to actually di dial the 866 to uh, actually reach you. <laughs> yes, Franco has a radio show up in Montreal called Two Gar, One Fee. Uh, I was interviewed on that uh, before, um, and I'm going to be coming up on that uh, in February, actually. Yeah, yeah, sure. Frank, we're going to have so much out. fun for sure. Take us out, my friend. Oh, sorry. No, you go right ahead. You take us out. You're, you can make the final comment. Okay. okay, all right. So, guys, be healthy in your mind. It's, uh, it's good to be healthy in your mind, uh, be spiritual, but it's also You know the Constitution like the 